Aaron Whitlow. Brandon. He sucks. I'm Brandon. This Spivey. Is, this is our two-year anniversary episode. And you got to do it right, right? Because I screwed up the very first episode. In our so. in, inaugural episode, Brandon messes up. So I forgot my name. It makes sense for him to do it again. Once again, Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spivey. Are you sure this time? I am sure. I'm and sure. We are the Markout Movie Podcasters. And on today's episode, we are reviewing 1982's E.T. the Extraterrestrial by uh, film auteur Steven Spielberg. Film auteur means like he's in the league of his own. Well, that's because he is in the league of his <laughs> own. What, hey, hey, there's, in the, there's a handful of directors out there that you will say this is Spielberg-esque or esque, you know, like Hitchcock-esque type of things. Spielberg is one of those guys. That, he is. That's, and you can tell. We ain't even got into it, but you, you can tell a Spielberg movie, Brandon. You can absolutely, you can absolutely tell it, and it's the best kind of movie too. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna disagree with that. I'm not gonna disagree with that. He, he's uh, behind, but before, but he's above Carpenter for me. I like. Is he? Yeah, I like. I mean, Spielberg. You gotta get the dude his props, man. See, I thought your love for Carpenter was like my love for Spielberg, but since you just said he's above Carpenter, we're on the same page in, in that regard. So, yeah. But, Next to him, right, right beneath him, will be Carpenter for me. So it's okay. It's uh, all right. I think beneath him, uh, for me, would probably be, and it's 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 he gets hate today, but it's probably James Cameron for me. Uh, hmm. Not that I think he's on the same level. I just enjoy his movies. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode today. We are talking about E.T. the Extraterrestrial. It is uh, hour and fifty five minutes rated PG. It's eighties PG which is Jeez. different from today's PG. Um, and so a troubled child summons the courage to help a friendly alien escape Earth and return to his home world. Starring Henry Thomas as Elliot. Elliot. Drew, Mac, uh, Drew Barrymore. I was going to say Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Drew Barrymore as uh, Gertie. Uh, Peter Coyote is uh, Keys. The great D. Wallace, Amer America's mother. D. Wallace is Mary. She she's always she always plays that mom role really well. She was uh, very attractive in this movie. She really is, and we're gonna talk about her. And uh, and then Robert McNaughton as Michael, and that's all I'm gonna really name for the group, other than C. C. Thomas. Thomas Howe was part of the Friends as well before his breakout role in The Outsiders as Pony Boy. Yep. So uh, go ahead and hit him up with the numbers. The numbers and my phone just went blank. It, it, it got a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, it's got a 91% on Metacritic. Can you believe that? Metacritic. Metacritic. I'm so surprised. 82% like it on Google. 98% uh, like it on Rotten Tomatoes. But unfortunately, the audience score is only 72%. Hmm. But that's props. 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, let's. That's pretty. It's pretty nice. It's um, nice. It, it's certified. Now I put my phone away. Um, so let's go ahead and I'm going to do the same. Let's go ahead and we're going to look at a quick trailer for the movie. In this quiet neighborhood, on this tranquil street, a mystery is unfolding. And an 
adventure is beginning again. I'm keeping you. In March 2002, Steven Spielberg's masterpiece returns to theaters everywhere. What's he doing? E.T. Phone home. All right. E.T. Phone's home. Uh, as explained to Brandon, I'm going to bring it up again. That house, the iconic E.T. house, is in California. It is an actual house that people actually go and tour and take pictures outside of the house. Uh, Brandon brought up the Poltergeist, Poltergeist house. yes. And so it's funny uh, for several reasons. One, uh, <laughs> it's, it reminded me also of the Amityville Horror House. Like a lot of people, they had to change the outside exterior of the house because people would come and look for those iconic, yeah, you know, uh, windows. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, you brought up Poltergeist. So Spielberg originally had this uh, as a movie, as a horror movie idea, where an alien comes in and terrorizes a suburban family. And, uh, and you know, and it goes crazy, right? But he talked to somebody that he was on a movie set with, and they said, well, why don't you make it a family-friendly movie instead of that? And so they did that. But his idea for the family just being terrorized by a entity became Poltergeist. And he gave it to Toby Hooper to direct. But we know, we all know Spielberg directed. <laughs> yeah, that's Spielberg all over that movie. Yeah. It's um, just like, you can tell a Spielberg film, uh, Goonies is technically um, Dick Donner, but Spielberg is all over that movie. Yeah, I mean, you know, Spielberg's all over anything, really, in the 80s. When you talk about adventure films, I mean, Indiana Jones, yeah, man, yeah. he is all over the place. Yep. <laughs> and it, it, there's a reason why he's really considered the best of all time. Um, I mean, you don't, he could, could do magic better than Steven Spielberg. I can't think of one. Uh, you can't. You no, can't I can't really anyone. think of one. Um, he created magic. And, you know, and everybody that you would say, oh, well, I like them, too. I like them, too. They are really pretty much like, to me, like, not clones of Steven, but they're like, like, almost like his children. You know what I mean? Yeah. As far as like, like Chris, uh, Chris Columbus, uh, Joe Dante, you know, those those films that kind of have that type of feel to it. Uh, J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams, absolutely. He is totally. Yeah, he's a Spielberg. If you look at Super 8, which is um, J.J., right? Yeah, produced by Spielberg. Why? This, <laughs> this is S.E.T. It's just, yeah. it's E.T. It's just uh, uh, it's E.T. Like E.T. and the Goonies. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And uh, so, you know, and it's not, it's not a stab at Super 8. I own it. It's on my shelf up, up here, I think. It's in the kids section because I consider it more family friendly family friendly so but we're here to talk about et the extraterrestrial yes um i want in looking at this movie and we're not gonna we decided to change our formats we're not gonna go over everything like moment by moment in the movie we're just gonna talk about it so uh what would your thoughts on the like the reveal of uh, first of all what would your thoughts on we start out with like the reveal of ET, like yeah. well, not so much the reveal, but the of his of his culture, his yeah. people, or his people. what what do you call them? Like his his family, his species, his family. yeah, his family. Yeah, I'll yeah. go with family. Yeah, they are they are his family, but yeah. we they come to Earth and um, essentially get scared off, but they leave ET behind the yeah. child. Yeah, and um, what were your thoughts on that reveal of uh, of them? Like you can see their little chest, red chest blown. Uh, Glowing, glowing and, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was a 
for its time, it was perfect. I mean, it just it it brought out so much. I mean, this little alien dude, this little gentle alien dude that you just mm -hmm. you're drawn to from the uh, opening, and you you're like you love his little guy. You love the family too, but when you really get to know him, you get to as you said the reveal, you're just drawn to him, and you're you're a fan of his instantly. And I I loved it. I loved the reveal. I loved the, everything about that opening, though. Uh, the I don't know what they were. Were they? Uh, they weren't like hunters or nothing. But well, I think the they townsmen, I assumed that they were. Oh, the, the government. Have, yeah. Like like I, I got the feeling that they were the government. Um. And that they must have been monitoring that this UFO was in that area. And so they, you know, went to look for it. But what, by the time they got there, it was gone. But E.T. was left behind. Yeah. That's what I, that's my thoughts. But, um, yeah, with him, like, you just seen him. Like, you don't see him. They, you don't really get revealed to what they look like until, like, really, truly get a picture of him until Elliot encounters him. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to go over, and this is the only really part we're going to really shift over like that. Then you cut over to the family, and I noticed something with this family dynamic. So you see these kids sitting at the table playing D&D. &D. I assume it's D&D. &D. Uh, it seems like they're playing Dungeons yeah. & Dragons. Um, and, uh, and Elliot wants to get in, but he's not. He's too small. They won't let him. I see smoke at the table. I don't know if it's who was smoking or if it was from my mom cooking. I don't know what it was, but... Um, but you can see this mom, and this is what I noticed about Dee Wallace in this movie. Not only that she was attractive, yeah, but I noticed that she was struggling, a struggling mom. And I didn't think about this when I seen this movie as a child. It's only as an adult that I thought about it in that aspect of how it must have been for her being a single mom raising three children. Yeah. You know, and, and, you, and I noticed, like, the little boy trying to poke at her butt. And stuff like that, like stuff I never noticed because I hadn't, I wasn't paying attention. My focus was never there. Yeah. So, what was your thoughts when you first see the family uh, dynamic? Well, I felt that Elliot really didn't know his place in the family. He, uh, he didn't know. He just didn't fit in with anyone. Mm -hmm. And I, I love his story arc because he becomes the the leader. They follow his lead by the end of the movie, and. Mm -hmm. You know, especially when he's trying to get ET back to his spaceship and it's with his family. Uh, I, but that's what I thought of him. Gert, Gertrude, is that Gertie? Gertie. Yeah. Uh, Drew. She was adorable. Man, how could you? Man, yeah, she, she was. I mean, she, she was like, destined to be a star. She was. <laughs> she, she was destined to be a star. And I, she was just really adorable. Now, the brother Michael, he really, he just feels out of place to me. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that way. Uh, and if y'all disagree, please comment on, on YouTube, uh, you know, or I might check on my phone to see if anybody commenting on our Facebook streams, Brandon May as well. But yeah, I feel that Michael was like, I really wish they would have cast C, C. Thomas Howe as Michael. Yeah. Versus this other kid. Although he did have some great moments when uh, he was, ET was being revealed to him. He was like making all this face. And uh, just like like an older brother, he seemed like an older brother that's still childish. Yeah. You know. Then like he gets he sees the reveal of of ET, and and uh and and uh it was just a it was just a great moment. Then like Gertie comes in, and because the brother play, Elliot plays sick. Yeah, he plays sick <laughs> to to uh to stay home to to be with ET that day. 
but uh, all the kids pretty much encounter ET. Uh, all the other kids encounter ET at the same time. Yeah. And and Gertie's response was hilarious. She screams, ET's head extends. Yeah. <laughs> the ET noise. Yeah, it's it's so many memorable uh, shots in this movie. Uh, not necessarily lines. I mean, of course, ET phone home is like the most famous one. But I think shut up, Gary. It's also yeah. Is that the kid's name, Gary? Like the, the kid they always tell him to shut up. Yeah, I think so. Shut yeah. up, Gary or Greg. It's something like that. But the, I love the the score in this movie. It it's I have to say it's just beautiful. <laughs> you know who did it? John Williams. It was John yeah. Williams. It felt like Spielberg a Spielberg. Don't work without John. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But yeah, I love the score, which I always love John's scores. Any film he does, he, he just, he, he's magnificent at what he does. And he feels, feels full. His, yeah. his scores feel yeah, it, like it has a presence. It does. Yeah. Uh, of course, I've always knew him from Jaws because it's, man, it's just. It's Jaws, man. It's Jaws. It's Jaws. Um, but. Every film he's worked with Spielberg, that score, it's just, it's magnificent. And it, mm. it makes you fall in love with, <laughs> even if you're not even paying attention to the movie, you just hear that score. Mm -hmm. In any film he does, uh, Indiana Jones is another example. That mm -hmm. that score, yeah. that's, that theme, and yeah. just, it's, man, I love his stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I love Spielberg films. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Spielberg kid. Yeah. And, uh, what I liked about this is, especially when Ellie at first, so Ellie goes and gets this pizza, and uh, and you know he he's like he's not really taking care of the pizza, by the way. Uh, he's no, like, he's not. He's got a, a baseball glove. He's trying hand. to balance it. <laughs> Just like why? <laughs> why did you even bring, bring you know bring out the uh, the baseball glove to get the pizza guy? But anyway, uh, he gets the pizza, and then like he goes, he hears that noise, and he thinks it's a dog, and he rolls the ball, and then ET rolls the ball back to him. But um, just like just. All that man, just, it just oh man, just everything, just their relationship. And I and I want to ask you this: uh, what is the, one thing I didn't realize or didn't understand rather was why did ET start draining Ellie? Is because of their bond? Yeah, yeah, man, it's just their bond. Uh, they they connected, and and I love it that. <laughs> When he's getting drunk and Elliot's getting drunk, he's getting drunk. And, yeah, and he's getting drunk, and it's like it's it's hilarious. Uh, and Elliot's getting drunk, and he's at school, and it's just, oh man, it's just it's it's just it's a big moment in the movie. It's it's just you like it makes you feel like you're a kid again when you watch this movie. Mm -hmm. Like, but I guess that's with every Spielberg film. I mean, you just you go back to your childhood, yeah, instantly, and I. Like I said, there's no one else like him. No, absolutely. I uh, think that, uh, like ET, like this, the animatronic with ET, and and today obviously it would all it would have all been digital. They yeah. would have made a they they would have probably been acting either with a an actor, probably Andy Serkis, <laughs> or somebody. Uh, but but there's also I believe that there was also a little man. In the, in the ET outfit at some some points, um, I think when he runs, like when he runs or when he's moving, yeah, you know. But but when when and then there was a lady. There's a lady that worked his ET's hand. That was his just doing his gestures when he points, when he grabs stuff. There was a lady doing that. But basically, you had animatronic. Yeah. Uh, but 
it looks so real. Like he looks so real. Even this movie is done in '82, and it's 2000 and it's 2020, 2021 now, and it still looks great. Yeah, it does. It holds up really well. The only thing I would have a complaint about, and it's not really a big complaint, is the bicycle scene when they're flying. You can tell. You can tell it's a screen. But I don't care. I'm in the you moment. You don't care. I don't care. I'm you know, in the moment. So uh, the point about that bicycle scene, Spielberg wanted a real, so he really found a point where the moon was at its lowest, and he filmed that, and then he just placed Elliot in, you know, in front of that. But that's yeah. a real image that they, that they filmed. My eyes hurting. Go ahead. <laughs> E.T. then did something to me. He didn't cry while watching the movie. I teared up, ladies and gentlemen. I teared up. But, I mean, it's just a magical moment uh, yeah. uh, with E.T. and Elliot. Their bond. And, uh, oh, man, it just, it just really is. I mean, the magic in this movie. Like, like there's another scene early on uh, with uh, the, they don't believe him about him seeing this alien. Right. And they think he made it up. And he said, well, why don't you tell your dad? He believes you, you know. I can't. He's in Mexico with what's her name. Uh, and that just, as you said, oh. she's a struggling mom. That yeah. really hits right there. Yeah, that's with her. That's yes. Yeah, so these these are little points that I didn't notice as a child because a child you don't think about this stuff, but as an adult you think about. And looking at the mom and uh, and the things that weigh on her, she's trying to hold this family together. Yeah. Uh, she said she she didn't even know they ordered pizza. She said, "Who told you to order pizza?" <laughs> you know. But they snuck and ordered pizza without the mom knowing. But then, like, but but because she's so wrapped up in everything, she just recently, uh, you assume recently divorced from uh, or separated from her husband. He left off to go to Mexico with his new girlfriend. Um, and uh, and this and she's trying to hold this family together. And then when Elliot makes that snap, this uh, that remark to her, uh, it just like i i kind of like like gasp yeah <laughs> and i was like oh i'm like that's brutal you know yeah, it and, is. And, and she cries and she yeah you see her pain because it's just it's not her fault that her bum husband ran off with some broad it's not her fault but uh but she's just simply trying to do the best she can to raise her children and then the other scene where she's at the part where she's waiting for them to come home from halloween from trick-or-treating and she, you can see see how defeated that she felt that they didn't want to be home with her. Yeah. And she she had like a plan, a, a, a party planned is what I'm trying to say, a party planned, and uh, you know, and they essentially skipped out on her. Yeah. Well, they were. They were. They were. They were, they, they they were had, trying to get ET. Yeah, they were trying to get him back home. Um, what do you think about that scene? Like uh, ET, like that scene with him wearing the uh, ghost. Outfit, oh, the ghost outfit, the iconic ghost outfit. Yeah, and, and man, wow, it's a fake, Mike. It's fake. Uh, I, no, I, I love that scene, but that's the scene where he's dressed up as the woman. Oh yeah, that's so weird. <laughs> like Gertie dresses him up yeah. as a as a girl, and uh, and and teaches him how to how to speak. Gert Gertrude Gertie is the one that teaches Et how to speak. Yeah, um, essentially, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I just, I'm just sorry. I just love how Elliot just freaks out over it, though. Yeah. Just, you know, it, it was, it was a, a really good moment. It was a funny moment, and I just love that whole scene where 
Elliot finds him, finds him in a dress with a wig on, with mm. lipstick on, and he's like, he just, he's like, why, how? <laughs> he's just, no. <laughs> you know, it was great. It was just, it was, this, okay. this movie has so many memorable moments still to this mm. day. You know what? And and uh, when, when watching this movie, it felt like they felt like a real family. Yeah, they never at one point felt like just actors portraying a family in a movie. It, it, it felt like a real family. Like Dee Wallace has the ability to, like you believe she's the mom of like these children. Like you believe it. Uh, that's she, that's just, she always plays a mom. Mom, she was also in Howling. Uh, but yeah, she uh, but she plays Cujo. a mom. She's in Cujo as a mom. But it, she's in I want to say uh, Critters. She's, yeah, she was the mom she's and the that mom, too. She's the mom and critters. <laughs> uh, but she's she's just good at it. She, yeah. Hey man, she if you're good at it, you're good at it. Yeah, and she came and as you noticed, she came back in later critters, right? So critters also, yeah. let's talk about this real quick. In the first critters, they take a stab at ET. Remember that scene? Yeah. So they're sitting there and there's an ET doll, and they bite, don't they bite at the ET doll or Throw it or punch it or do something. They do something to it. They do something to try to say no. This we're gonna surpass ET, which obviously is critters. It didn't work. <laughs> but hey, 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 hey. <laughs> ET is on another level. Many I mean, have tried, many have failed. It's a different movie too. I mean, if I was gonna compare it to anything, I'd compare it to Gremlins. But, but I would but say it's better than. Do you Gremlins. feel like Gremlins? Gremlins is a. a I want to say it's Joe Dante or Columbus. I forgot. I think it's it. Dante. Um, I think. Yeah, I, I might be wrong, guys. Um, but but Gremlins feels like a Spielberg film, and I want to say he Steven probably produced it. Produced it, yeah. Because he it, produces so much. He's um, a brand, ladies and gentlemen. He's a brand. Yeah, just he, that's for, just his market marketability is. Uh, uh, just, um, Put his name on it; it'll sell. Like I'm looking it up real quick. Um, all right, so produced by Spielberg. Spielberg, yeah, uh, I knew it. It felt because <laughs> don't Gremlins feel like a Spielberg movie? Yeah, Joe Dante. I told you. Yeah, I, mean, I'm not, I would never. Spielberg s- directs this, uh, produces your movie. He's pretty much like, yeah, I'm producing it, but I'm also directing it. But I'm not going to take that credit from. Uh, he he was heavily involved with the first Transformers film, which mm-hmm. is the best. Absolutely. And, and I'm not sure how much involvement he had with these sequels. His name's on them, but I don't know how much involvement. Right. But you could tell he was involved. All right, this is just a comment that just says, hey, hey. Is that somebody sitting on a child? On? All right, okay. Anyway, <laughs> hey. But, uh, but yeah, so we... Um, I don't know. I, I thought that uh, yeah, it's a it feels like a Gremlins felt like, but I I agree with you. Gremlins is on that same level as ET. Yeah, and that's not sacrilege or or, or no, anything it's, it's because on level. It's, it's on that same level. But you cannot put Chris on that level. You cannot put no nothing else because there's there's been other things that try to be like try to capitalize off of either ET or Gremlins, right? Yeah, like I, like Ghoulies. Try to capitalize. I have never seen Ghoulies. You're okay that you did, but I want to see them. I'm pretty sure you would. You will one day. <laughs> one day. I, I, do I own them? I'll let you borrow them if I had them. But anyway, um, back to ET. Let me ask you about Keys. Do you feel that Keys was all out 
just an evil guy, or do you feel like he just worked for an evil comp- evil government, or do you feel the government in itself was evil, or just didn't understand anything? Uh, I th- well, first question, I'll go with him. I don't think he's evil at all, mm-hmm. and I think that's due to the the actor Peter. Uh, uh, Coyote. Yeah, I think his portrayal of him, uh, you know, it shows uh, humanity because uh, he he's a been a lifelong fan of aliens and wanting yeah. to prove they exist. He mentions that. Yeah, and, and so I think casting him just he he felt like he cared. Yeah. Now the corporation. <laughs> yes, I do feel they're evil. I think he works for an evil corporation because they don't care about these aliens. Isaiah said he likes my shirt. Thank you, Isaiah. That's your brother, right? That's no, my nephew. Nephew. Well, thank you, Isaiah. The nephew. <laughs> What's up, nephew? All right. Uh, and trying to see if we have anything. All right. I'll just keep it going. I'm sorry. I just want to. If I see comments, man, I'm going to try to mention them as I see them. Understood. Understood. But yeah, I, I, just, I, I, just, I feel like the corporation that he's working for is evil. They just, you know. He just happened to be there. He, he just happens to be. It, it reminds me, and this is another segue, it reminds me of Stranger Things. Oh, okay. Uh, what is. I don't say Biffer, Biffer the the Hobbit. Spielberg keeps making me cry, and I'm tired of it. I'm right there with you. Yeah, he's, Spielberg has a tendency to do that. Spielberg, um, Color Purple is a is a phenomenal movie. I've yet to see it. I know, but Spielberg. There's like, a couple. All, all my movies, all my like, and I, I'm I'm ashamed to say I've never seen Schindler's List. I That's another one. I, I need to see it, but uh, but. Spielberg is one of those guys that, like, Color Purple is a movie that I've seen ever since I was a kid, and I wouldn't have known that it was Spielberg until, like, like, like I found that out later on in life. I was like, Spielberg did that? And then, like, when I think about that movie, it feels like a Spielberg movie, but just, like, in a, a black story that Spielberg told, you know, yeah. and, and it's really good. It's just, it just, it still has, and that's why I wanted to review it. We, we will have to review it one day. But um, but yeah, but Spielberg, man, go ahead. Uh, I mean, what can you say about him? I mean, he, I, he's like, I don't know. I mean, he's when people could talk about best actors, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they always mention Tom Hanks and Denzel. I don't even say Washington anymore. It's just you, Denzel. I know you're talking about. <laughs> I know you're talking about. Yeah. So you know, it's it's kind of the same thing with uh, filmmakers. It's just Spielberg. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just there's Spielberg. not another one. But uh, obviously, you could say Morgan Freeman as actress too. I mean, I, I actor. Would, you call him actress. I call him actress. Mm-hmm. I, I apologize, Morgan. You awesome man. You a man, man. No. Uh, I, not to get off on this, but I was watching uh, a trailer to Lean on Me, and I just love the fact that I'm Batman. And then he later on worked for Batman. It's irrelevant to what we're talking about. I just just kind of hit me. It's a circle. <laughs> no, but uh, but no, um, yeah, no. Spielberg is one of you. You can if I even say to Steven, I think most times you know what I'm thinking about either one or two Steven. Do you Spielberg or King? Yeah. So like nobody thinks no one else. You know what I'm saying? Like nah. you think if somebody says, "Oh, there's a new uh, movie coming out," but Steven's making a new movie. You think Spielberg? And then if I say no, you say, oh, King. Yeah. 
He, he like you don't, but nobody says it. I like Spielberg. Just his name by itself means a lot. Yeah, just his, his name. All you gotta away. say is Spielberg. And yeah, everybody knows who you're talking about, and everybody knows what to expect in that movie. Like you can tell. Like, have you seen the movie? Um, and I know I'm gonna get back to ET, but have you ever seen the movie? But this is not just about ET. It's about the man who made ET, which is Spielberg. Um, did you ever see the movie uh, AI, Artificial yeah. Intelligence? So Stanley Kubrick. Interestingly enough, made artificial intelligence. He made. He started out making it. He passed away. Spielberg finished it, and you can tell. And I, at one point, I didn't like it because Kubrick has his own tone. Mm-hmm. He's a dark. He has a dark tone and everything. Uh, uh, like you know, and so he, you can tell that, term, that tone shifted when Spielberg took over. Like when Spielberg, and you can tell that change. But I'm willing to go back and watch it to see if 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 I like it because I, I like the first part of it. I didn't like that tone that tone shift from uh, yeah, Kubrick I, to Spielberg. I, it's been a long time since I've seen it. I didn't like it when I first saw it either. Uh, I don't think I've seen it since. I haven't seen time. it. It was like what ninety nine, I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think I was thinking late nineties. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I hadn't. See, you told me this, and I didn't even know that uh, Stanley directed it or started to direct. I thought it was just a Spielberg film. No, yeah, yeah. I think Spielberg ended up getting the name credit on it, but yeah, uh, but but yeah, he did. I honestly, believe. you can't think of many movies that Spielberg has that you would say, "Well, those are bad." I mean, typically, you think, think of a Spielberg movie, you think, "Oh, well, they're pretty good." You for know, me, I think there's two. And maybe I'm not giving enough credit or a, a real chance. I'm interested be, to know. Because they're not typical Spielberg films. Mm-hmm. And one of them's a comedy, the only comedy he ever tried to do, 1941. I was not a fan. Uh, uh, you know, I've never seen that. Is that with um, Belushi? Belushi, yeah. Yeah, it, it, that movie to me is all over the place. And just, it just, okay, I was like, okay, Spielberg can't do comedy. There's one thing he can't do. I mean, he can have comedy in his films, but he can't do a straight-up comedy, yeah. uh, in my opinion. Uh, and the other one was called Munich, uh, about the bomb. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't really care for that, but I didn't know what I was getting into when I watched it either. So I uh, could go back and I could really love it. But at yeah. the time, I didn't know what it was. I just saw Spielberg's name on it, so I bought it. <laughs> and I watched it, and I was like, See, like movies, like a movie that somebody that panned, I liked was Ready Player One. I liked. I love that movie. I love the fan service in it. I enjoyed everything about that film. And so, yeah, in ET, I think pops up in there as well somewhere, Uh, because it's eighties everywhere. The BFG. uh, I love that movie. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, uh, Lincoln, I thought he did a good job in that one. Um, The Adventures of Tintin. I haven't seen it. Uh, Of course, Indiana Jones. I didn't like. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, as as much. I liked World uh, War of the Worlds, um, Terminal, yeah. Catch Me If You Can, Minority Report. That's another one I need to go back and watch. So AI was two thousand one, by the way. Uh, Minority Report's two thousand two. I need to go back and watch that because initially, I didn't I didn't like I didn't like that. That's one that I would say that I didn't like. I enjoyed it, but it was very, it was different for Spielberg and Tom Cruise. Mm. It was, mm-hmm. it was just. That I love when they get together, though, even though they apparently hate each other now. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, 
uh, Tom actually wants to work with him again, and Spielberg says no. <laughs> well, Tom wants an Oscar, and he knows Spielberg will get it. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think – I mean, I love Tom Cruise. Anybody knows me knows I love Tom Cruise. But oh, you we're thinking Tom Cruise. You know Cruise. what I'm thinking? Of? I think. Who are you Tom thinking Hanks. about? I think Hanks. In my in my head, I had Hanks. Uh, well, Tom's won plenty of Oscars. Yes, that's what I'm saying. The other Tom hasn't. What? So when did he work with him? Uh, Hanks. Minority Report. Yeah. Minority Report and War of the Worlds. Okay. He created such bad press for War War, War of the Worlds that uh, Spielberg doesn't want to work with him again. Yeah. Because no. he jumped on that couch. Yeah. Stick stick with Tom Hanks. He's he's the better Tom out of out of both times. So, I anyway, mean, he's better, yeah, he's the better but player. Cruz has got that fun Man, ability. I would rather see Hanks. But anyway. He uh, works with Hanks quite a bit, too. Well, Hanks is the man. You can't go wrong with Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you, you can't. Yeah. But we're all the way off of E. We are off of E, Let me get back to it. So, real quick. <laughs> um, the scene where, they, where they're going uh, trick-or-treating, there's a scene like Spielberg Paid, uh, paid props to George Lucas by having Yoda pop up. Yes, yes, I movie. love that. And Yo- and then uh, he, uh, Lucas, because they're like BFFs. Yes, Spielberg are. and uh, Lucas are like best friends. And it, it's crazy how two big juggernauts in directing, you know, in film, were like is like neck close to one another. Yeah. But um, you know, but anyway, he pays respect to. Uh, Spielberg by putting E.T.'s e. race in um, it was, I think it was episode one. Is either episode one or episode two. Uh, I need to go back on. Yeah, so when they, when the when the uh, Palpatine is, uh, I think it's Palpatine, was addressing the all the aliens and there's on those little oval ships. Yeah, okay, I remember now. E.T.'s yeah. family was yeah, up in there. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, it was great seeing Yoda the, the kid on Halloween dressed up as Yoda. And he's a home. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, so E.T. is a part of the Star Wars universe. I'm just saying. Back in, as a child when I watched it, I didn't get it because mm-hmm. I had never seen Star Wars. Uh, but now that I've seen Star Wars, I, I appreciate it a lot more. Uh, yeah. I appreciate a lot of things a lot more watching it now than I did as a kid. Uh, I think as a kid, though, I got to a certain age where I felt I outgrew E.T. Yeah. yeah, I think everybody does. Like at first, when you mentioned let's do ET, I was like, okay. But then I thought, yeah, I ain't seen it in so long. Yeah, I'll watch it again. But yeah, as a kid, you felt like, oh, yeah, I've outlived ET's uh, appeal. Yeah. But it's not true. Like, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not true. Like the scene where um, there's two big bicycle scenes. Yeah. One, the first one with um, with uh, obviously just Elliot and ET. Riding um, through the through the neighborhood, and he and he goes over the he flies him over the cliff over the cliff over to the mm-hmm. other side. That's the big iconic scene with the moon with the, it's the emblem emblem uh, yeah. symbol logo. Um, but the other big bicycle scene is when the kids were running from the police. Uh, it felt like you know it felt really good uh, yeah, to see it and, and them cutting through the back of the houses and stuff and i love that scene that scene where it's, uh, c thomas Howe's like yes yes we beat them and then all yeah. of a sudden they all powered out yeah. and they, oh no <laughs> yeah that was, that was a lot of fun and i would not that's that whole scene with all the kids mm-hmm. i don't know if you've ever been to universal studios no i've never been out of kentucky go ahead <laughs> continue brandon <laughs> anyway <laughs> 
there when I was a it's hyperbole. I've been at Kentucky. Yeah, you've never been there. When I was like eleven or twelve, I don't remember how old I was, but I went to Universal Studios for the very first time in Florida, and I rode the ET ride, and it just brought back so many happy memories of you know getting on that bike mm-hmm. and just flying. And so is that what it is? It's like literally getting on the bike. Yeah, you're on a bike. Basically, I mean, is if ET you, in the cart with you? How does yeah, that work? he's in the cart. Like, like, what is it? Is it like, like, is I mean, it's multiple, a, multiple, multiple it's bikes very, and people get on it? Yeah, it's like, I forget. And there's a screen? Or it's like three, four bikes in a row. You just get on it. I mean, it's... There's a screen displaying or... Um, No, there's not a screen. It's like a, it's like a little ride. Oh, it is literally a ride, so you're yeah, moving? Yeah, it goes very slow. Oh, well, it's a bike. as an 11-year-old kid... It's pretty amazing. <laughs> Is that where you see Giles? No. That's yeah, Giles on. was there too. Yeah. yeah don't that. you have a picture where with you and Giles somewhere? Yeah. That's pretty awesome too. But I'm sorry, it's another Spielberg. But yeah, yeah, I think I have a picture when I was 11 years old with Giles. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I always wanted to go to like Disney or Universal. I, I want not so much to ride a ride. I want to tour backlights. Like, like that's how we. Back been. to the Future was there too. Yeah, I've always wanted to go. I, I want to go to Hill Valley. Uh, I always wanted just to. Yeah. tour and see these locations that my favorite movies were made like i want to go to uh, i think pasadena to see the michael myers house i, w- I want to see the uh, strode house i guess yeah uh, but i want to see uh i guess it would be the myers house not strode house actually um you would have really appreciated universal studios in the 90s because <laughs> i wonder Hitchcock I, had I, his own thing there too i, I always wanted to see um I, I always wanted to see uh, the Hitchcock, the uh, Psycho House. Yeah, that was. And, that I, was, and I hate that I didn't get to see that. That was awesome. I think it's torn down now, right? Or they relocated it? Uh, it's, yeah, it's not there. Oh. Last time I went, it wasn't there. Jaws isn't. I mean, the shark is there, but the ride's gone. Back to the Future's gone. E.T.'s gone. Every great thing got loved everything, about it. Everything that you love is. Terminator's still there, though. Didn't they have a mummy ride at one point? It was like a little show. Oh, okay. Uh, I went to it, but it wasn't. I didn't enjoy it. My point with these kids, too, on the bikes. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to get back to it. So, the kids <laughs> on the bike, there is a scene. So, a re- like, there's a scene, that, like, when this movie was re-released, I think back in the 90s, 80s, late, late, like, 90s, I think, 90s or 2000s, they digitally removed the guns out of the people's hands and put walkie-talkies, and there was so much outcry over it because, like, because D is saying there's no no guns, no guns. You know, there's yeah. uh, there's a uh, you know, don't the children, no guns. But there's a scene where, because they had rifles, but they digitally removed those and put walkie talkies. And I was looking for this in this movie, and I'm glad that this is the original version because you have guns and not walkie talkies. They did it because they thought, well, it'd be bad to point guns, children. That's a movie. It's the '80s, man. We were tough back then. We could take guns. Yeah, we died and just walked it off. That's not true, <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, but yeah, uh, but that scene where they are all flying, man, I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's iconic. It's iconic. I mean, it. it you feel like you... the camaraderie between the kids yeah. at that point, like, especially when you get to the park and they see they first reveal like ET to the rest of the kids, you know, and they're like, you know, they were all about it. They were friends. They were they were friends. Yeah, they you were. I mean, they like, were real friends. Real friends. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, yes sir. <laughs> but uh, real quick, let's see. Uh, I talked about 
uh, I talked about the people that try to capitalize on ET. One of those people that try to capitalize on them is a little movie called God, don't. Don't, you do it. don't you do it. They were an average alien family living on their own planet. And we were an average family living on ours. He took my coke, Mom. Come on, you guys. I don't have it. I didn't take it. I knew it! Accidents happen, and like us, they found themselves in a strange new neighborhood. I like it. Me too. Shh. Communing with the Earth spirits. Welcome to California, bud. Alert, alert. We have a malfunction. We have a malfunction. Their lives were in danger. Back off, Larry. Get away from it. We've got a problem here. They had to escape. When the smoke cleared, their family was separated. Somehow, one of the aliens was hiding in our house. The government wanted to capture him. It's here. Everyone was after him. And my brother, Eric, wants to make friends. This living thing into a vacuum cleaner? Yeah, and then we blew him out again. Now Eric is risking not only his life, but my life. Give me the gun. Step back! To save them. This is the police. It's about more than friendship. It's about adventure. Mac and me. Right. Brandon, your thoughts. <laughs> Brandon, no silence, man. Uh-uh. Nope. Nope. I, I'm not watching that, Aaron. <laughs> Brandon, you gotta watch Mac and me. Nope. Never that. Never happened. Everybody in their life need to watch this terrible mm -mm. movie. It, 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 you will love it. It's so bad. I will not love it, Aaron. <laughs> you should watch it. There's, there's a scene in this movie that whenever Conan O'Brien used to have a guest that something was going like not really that entertaining, he presses <laughs> lever and it cut to a scene where the kid in his wheelchair is going off a cliff. That's, That's hilarious. Is That's that so in that funny. movie, Mac and Me? It's in Mac and Me. Yeah. I'm yeah. telling you. But yeah, Mac and Me was a movie that tried to capitalize off of E.T. Uh, that McDonald's came out with. Mac, get it, Big Mac? I get it. So I get it. Ronald McDonald is actually in this movie. I bet he is. I bet the whole family's in it. <laughs> yeah, Grimace. No, but no, it's terrible. But yeah, I just want to show you that real quick, that there is other movies that tried to capitalize off of uh, E.T., now, the biggest homage I would think to E.T. would come in the form of Stranger Things. I want to talk about that. So season one of Stranger Things, I felt like it was pretty much the Duffer the Duffer Brothers. Duffer? Is that their name? I think the Duffer. Something like to that. Duffy or Duffer. One of them. Anyway. They're uh, good. Yeah. But uh, I felt like it was their homage 
are paying their, their respects to Spielberg oh, yeah. and, and King. Yeah, they, it was both. It was yeah. King so, and so Spielberg. The two, they the, had a baby. The two Stevens. Yeah. And Stranger Things was the baby. Yeah. See, the first season of Stranger Things felt like felt like a lot of E.T. and a lot of Stephen King 80s horror. And, uh, and just mixed in to, to just one thing. And it, that's why that first season, to me, was so phenomenal uh, yeah. because it felt it's, and there's a scene where their their kids are on the bike and they're running from the uh, the um, the evil corporation the evil yeah whatever but instead of her flying them over the uh, over the van that's what I thought it was gonna do but she flips the van. I'm like oh that's the Stephen King aspect because there those people are dead <laughs> you know but yeah I, what were your thoughts on that? Uh, no, I mean, I, I agree with you. It's, uh, it was Stephen King and uh, Spielberg, and they had a baby, and that first season was phenomenal. Uh, you know, also, it gives me you know, the, the Goonies mm-hmm. vibe, but also... It's off Spielberg. <laughs> it, not, not just Spielberg, but, you know, Stand By Me, uh, it's Dreamcatcher, when they were, you know, they grew up as kids, and mm-hmm. they and later on became adults. I can see that actually happening with Stranger Things. Yeah, if they at, some, at some point, they will cast them as adults. Yeah. Uh, I think that this... Still fighting aliens. I know this isn't about E.T., but but I think that they need to... In that in that next season of Stranger Things, I think they need to fast forward to like the 90s. I think the kids need to be... Because it's like 84, and they're clearly older now. At least 88. They had to be... Can't be 84. I think there is a time jump, but I still think they're in the 80s. Yeah, it's fine, even if it's late 80s, though. I don't because because they first are couple of seasons older. 84, 85, right? Something like that. 86. Yeah, something like that. But um, yeah, but yeah, I just wanted to think. I think that uh, ET though. Um, I thought that like the end. So ET, the part that I'm sorry, sounds <laughs> scratchy. Sorry, he man. just hit me. That's, so, that's twice today. No, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> The part that Brandon says I did not cry on. Brandon, explain that part. Oh, it's the end. You know when they're saying goodbye. You know. Oh, I thought you were talking about when Et dies. Et dies. Well, yeah, that's a sad. So moment. does Et die in order to free Elliot from the bond so that Elliot can get better? Because they yeah. were they were going together. Yeah. They, and then like Et started like pulling away from Elliot so that Elliot can get better. Yeah. Yeah, Et had to die for die for Elliot to survive. Survive. Yeah, I mean that that's a sad moment as well. I mean, but no, I, what I was talking about was the end mm-hmm. um, when Elliot is saying goodbye to Et and Et saying goodbye to the family and all that. That the, the spaceship lands, that emotional moment mm-hmm. with him, and you can see him get on that spaceship and he just had that shot of Elliot. You know, it, it, I, that's one of the shots I remember the most is of him looking up at the spaceship. Yeah. And I, it, Super 8 did it exactly the same way. Yeah. And, of course. Of course, <laughs> of course it did. Right? But that moment, I actually teared up when he's saying he's hugging him mm-hmm. and he's saying goodbye. And, you know, you know, it just it's a very emotional. I love this movie. Listen, <laughs> a part of the movie that I really enjoy that. uh I meant to mention. I will mention now. So that part when Elliot, Elliot realized that Et back and Et's like glowing and he's alive, 
and he's playing on, uh, uh, somebody's trying to call me. I'm doing a podcast. Don't call me. I'm doing a podcast. Don't call me. Anyway, um, so when Elliot realized that E.T.'s back, <clears throat> and E.T.'s like, you know, he's trying to get his hand down and cover his chest up and stuff, yeah. and he's doing the fake crying. Yeah. And he's doing it loud. <laughs> you know, fake crying. And then he's walking out, and he sees the flower. It starts to bloom again. Comes back to life, and he and he does his like cry, but his cry is more like a, an excitement cry. Yeah, he's like, ah! you know, it's like I love that little scene because the look on man, Henry, what's his name? Thomas. Henry, Henry Thomas. Thomas. That a lot. A phenomenal actor, man. Yeah, he uh, is, he is. And and he got this role because he was able to cry um, during his audition when uh, Spielberg was like, hey. Uh, we're gonna do a scene where I'm taking ET from you. The government is taking him from you. You're not gonna get him back. And he's like, and he started crying, like, no, he should be with me. We're friends, you know. He yeah. started really laying in there, and then Spielberg's like, dude, you got the part, you know. But um, um, I'm getting a call too. Yeah, we're doing a podcast, and they won't. You got it. You know, Brandon doesn't know how to work technology. Anyway, I know how to work technology. It just wasn't working. I don't believe he does. <laughs> but anyway, um, so uh, that uh, scene, though, what was I saying? Because it, it, it distracted me. What was it? About the crying. He was yeah, auditioning. The crying. Yeah, but he's such a, no, just Henry Thomas himself. He's such a great actor. I love that he has, his career has continued with my man, uh, Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan. And, uh, and he's and Stephen King and Stephen. Yeah, he just continued and uh, he's such a great actor, man. He's phenomenal. Uh, if you haven't seen uh, the haunting the the haunting Hill, uh, Hill House on, on Netflix, do watch it. He is he is great in it. He's, he's also, also in Bly Manor. He's also. But I didn't get Manor. to finish that. Unfortunately, so. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, it wasn't like terrible or anything. It wasn't what I've seen, I seen about half of it. I think. It also wasn't great, but he's also in Gerald's Game, uh, and he's, he plays a nefarious type of role in Ger- Gerald's Game uh, in that movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's in, in Doctor Strange, uh, Doctor Sleep, not Doctor Strange, Doctor Sleep. Uh, he just, I'm glad to see that he has life at the 80s. That's what you want for it from, from the guys, any guys that you see from movies that you loved growing up. Yeah, I mean. But sadly, I don't think, you know, I think he's always going to be remembered as Elliot. Yeah, I think he is. But that's, that's a kind of a good thing. Yeah. Uh, it's just that he was a child actor. But still, he's done a lot. He's but you worked know what? With, Go ahead. He's, well, he's worked with Martin Scorsese. He's in Gangs of New York. Uh, Legends of the Fall with Brad Pitt, I believe. I think that's what the name of that movie is. Oh, he's a brother. Uh, Anthony Hopkins is also in that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie, man. Um, He's worked, I mean, he's done yeah. a lot. He's truly one of those 80s kids that not only survived Hollywood as a child actor, but flourished, you know? Mm-hmm. And he is not ashamed of E.T. He's not ashamed.
Elia. You came back. My son. But my family. A lot's changed since you were here. It's called the internet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sorry it played so long, but it was for those that are listening on Anchor. I forget that we're doing it for y'all too. Uh, that was ET, uh, the uh, Infinity Xfinity uh, commercial. Yeah, from like 2019, where uh, Elliot and ET, you know, have a reunion. Yeah. And uh, Brandon looked like he's almost about to tear up a little bit. Hey, I love this stuff, man. <laughs> I really do. I mean, I, I, it, this is my, this you know, Spielberg, E.T., all this stuff, this this magical world he creates uh, with every film, especially in the 80s, uh, even in the 90s. I mean, uh, with Hook. I mean, I love, I wasn't always a big fan of Peter Pan, but that movie with Hook, man, it just, it, Drew me in. Of course, Robin Williams playing Peter Pan, adult Peter Pan, was just fantastic. Dustin Hoffman as Hook. I mean, it was just Spielberg. That's all I can say. It's just Spielberg. If you, That's all you need to say. If you've never seen a Spielberg film, it's an injustice to your life. What would you? So that's a good question, uh, right there, Brandon. So, if you would suggest one, it's hard to do. You would suggest one Spielberg movie. One, just one? Just one. Is it fair to ask me? <laughs> one? One. One Spielberg movie to suggest to someone to, that would introduce them to the magic of Spielberg. Which one would be? Okay, I'm not going to pick the one I would normally pick. Jaws. Yeah, that'd be Jaws. Uh, the, you would get the magic of Spielberg. One film. Mm -hmm. I think it's E.T. 
I would say I would go with Indiana Jones and uh and the um I say the uh arc of Indiana Jones and the, the first one? The, yeah. Temp no, it's not Temple the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Lost Ark. Like uh, I'm not like a, the biggest Indiana fan, but I, I do appreciate them. Yeah. Although the second one was a little bit more humorous. Yeah. Because because well well it was the second one went darker. The third one went lighter because he got such backlash for was, being so dark. Yeah, Sean Connery. Yeah. That's pro either Temple of the Doom or The Last Crusade is my favorite. I it's a toss up between those two. Um I'm a big fan. Of, I'm not like the biggest fan of Andy, but I I do enjoy them. Uh, it, it took me years to watch. Yeah, because I wasn't the biggest George Lucas fan. Yeah, believe it or not. You know what movie? Yeah, like and I love George Lucas. Um, I, I think I, even as a kid, I loved Star Wars. I didn't know who George Lucas was. Obviously, I didn't understand the concept of a director, uh, but. I, one of my favorite George Lucas movies is actually American Graffiti. Yeah, and, that was and, my first film I saw. And, I, I enjoyed it. And I think people, if you want to see two movies, I would say you want to see Richard Dreyfuss at his best, would be Jaws and American Graffiti. Those are like the two films that I would say that you see. Oh, he's really good. He's a really good actor, period. Yeah, he is. But those are, those are like American Graffiti, he's a younger guy. Um, yeah. And uh, but you could tell right then that he he had something. He had it. Oh, also uh, first uh, Harrison first, Ford. First encounters of third third kind. Oh. Close encounters of the third kind. I thought you were going Harrison Ford. It was like Harrison Ford's one of his yeah, first no, roles. Yeah, it was one of his first roles. Yeah. Also, Harrison Ford was supposed to be here in ET as the principal. There's a scene of him, but they cut it. They deleted it. But it would have been really cool because you know. Yeah, it's Harrison Ford. It's Harrison Ford in a Steven Spielberg picture. Before was it before? No, after, no it was after, it's after. Indiana because Indiana Jones was like eighty, eighty-one, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, man, he's had a career. What about what, that guy? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think, and even now, like I get excited to see Harrison Ford. I like seeing him in uh, Force Awakens. I like seeing him in Blade Runner twenty twenty. 2084, 20, whatever it was. I haven't seen it. But no. uh, but I like see. I watched the first Blade Runner just to watch it, and I'm not. I know this is blasphemous. I'm not a huge Blade Runner fan. Just not. I tried. I actually so many think times. there's more people that's not. Than, I tried than my you best. Think. But the but the remake, the sequel, is a better to me a far superior movie. But um. I don't know. I haven't seen it. So. But that's just you know my thoughts. Yeah, um, your thoughts. Uh, but. Yeah, no, E.T., though, we're going to go ahead and close this out um, with E.T. E.T., I think, is one of those movies. If I had to pick uh, five movies to capture the 80s, uh, 80s childhood type of movies, it would be, I'm not putting them in order. This is just five. It would be E.T., it would be Goonies, um, it would be... Um, Oh man, uh, I should have uh, set myself up. E.T. Goonies. Um, I say Lost Boys because because yeah. that is a part of childhood, even the horror element of it. Uh, Stand by Me. It's a great, great movie in the eighties. Um, and um, the fifth one. Oh, I put myself in the corner. I would say for me, I don't know. Is it, uh, just kids though? <laughs> um, 
Monster Squad because that's another. It's not as good as say Goonies, uh, Gremlins. Okay, Gremlins. I put Gremlins, not Monster Squad. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. You, Brandon. Me, um, E.T., Goonies, Lost Boys. Uh, I'm gonna go Breakfast Club. Um, um yeah, I should have thought. <laughs> um, the. With Man. kids, right? With kids, weird science. Weird science. John, do two John Hughes. I love John Hughes. Listen, that's another guy, and I know we're about going, we're going a little longer. We're one hour in a minute, but John Hughes is another guy that is phenomenal. Yeah, I like the review of John Hughes movie. I think weird science. Um, but uh, uh, I would have to rebuy it. I have to rebuy all <laughs> those. I don't own any of them. Um, but um, yeah, I love John Hughes though. I, actually, I do. I, I don't have might, any. I, I might have uh, Breakfast Club. I had to check, but um, John Hughes is a guy that was. He was for the eighties. He was before his time. He's for for eighties team team He is like the Stephen King, a uh, Stephen Stephen Spielberg of teen movies. Teen. Move, you know what I'm saying? But I won't yeah. just say the comedies because they have dramatic elements. Yeah, they have a, they have a very dramatic. Yeah, but he's just like he's like you're right. He's ahead of his time. Uh, yeah. He created a world with his with his movies, man. And you can and he's another one where you can watch a movie in the '80s and like this is John Hughes, isn't it? Like you just immediately think John Hughes did this because it feels like a John Hughes movie. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So we ready to give our scores? Let's give our scores. Five markouts for me. Um, it's a classic, and it just won't get old. And you know, it's it's everything you want in a in an adventure film. It has magic, it has wonder, it has imagination, it has everything. One more comment before I get my scores. Brandon, read it. My top three '80s movies featuring kids: Once Upon a Time in America, E.T., Back to the Future. Back to the Future, dude. Back to the Future. Yeah. I, you know what? I didn't. I. You're right. Uh, prefer, prefer, prefer the Hobbit. Prefer the Hobbit. Prefer the Hobbit. He prefers the Hobbit. But prefer the Hobbit. Prefer the Hobbit. Before the Hobbit, no. But anyway, um, yeah, you're right, man. I forgot to mention Back to the Future because, like, and I'm a huge Back to the Future fan. Uh, but, and when you're talking '80s, though, there's but it's limitless. It's limitless. But yeah. Back to the Future to me, I never thought about it as a kids. Uh, that's probably what it is. I didn't think about it. Yeah. Th- he's technically in high school, but I didn't think about it because he's so adult acting in, mm-hmm. in what he does. And uh, it just is such a, such a, it's one of those movies, man. If, if I if I did a list of top 10 80s movies, Back to the Future is like my, in my top five. Oh, well, here we go. He's going to come up with a list. We're going to have to do a list, Brandon. <laughs> I'm not going to do it next week. We're, we'll probably save it for like maybe a couple weeks from now. We'll do a list of our top 80s. 2080 films, right? 2080 films. Uh, but yeah, thank you. Before the Hobbit, I love that you come and keep it up, bro. All right, uh, course five. It's no get. It's you don't give Spielberg anything less. So well, unless, well, unless he deserves it. Unless he deserves it. <laughs> uh, but no, ET is not one of those. Uh, ET is the. Uh, no, I mean it's a movie that has been often. Uh, replicated or duplicated, but but never never. Well, you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. people try to do it, do an ET, make an ET, 
make a movie an E.T. movie, but you can't because E.T. is... I think as far as like trying to rip it off, uh, there was a movie that came out in the 2000s with Seth Rogen, Paul. He, yeah, I remember mean, he, he did the voice of Paul. Yeah, I uh, actually uh, enjoyed that movie. It has uh, uh, my dude from Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, uh, those Bron, guys. Bron of Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg, yeah. I <laughs> just drew a blank right now. But yeah. Yeah, I actually liked it, but like but that's a different. I think he was that's Simon Page. He was making it more adult. The, their way of paying of paying homage to eating, like they they're good at that. Like with Shaun of the Dead, with um, uh, Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz is like their homage to Jerry Bruckheimer and uh, like Bad Boys. Um, another eating knockoff is Super Eight. Yep, yeah. Good. But, but it's really good. But it is really good. <laughs> it's the exception. It was actually, you know, you're not bored watching that movie. No. Um, but, yeah, uh, E.T., that's what we did this week. Next week, uh, it's my pick. I don't know yet. I'm, I'm leaning towards uh, Gar- uh, Galaxy Quest, uh, but I don't know if Brandon has it. I do not. <laughs> um, I don't think I have it either, so I would have to purchase it. Um, but we'll Brandon will put it out on online, but whatever – It'll be um, on the 23rd, I'll be out of town, so you had to do a solo somehow. Somehow, yeah. okay. But, all right, in the meantime and in between time, Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spivey. Thank you for marking out with us.